This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about AR-15 triggers. And I've been super excited to do this episode because, I don't know, I feel like we haven't talked about guns in a while. Last week, I kind of got back into it, but it's been a while and, and, you know, happy to be home in my safe, happy place, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a good place to be. Um, Last week, I talked a lot about um, upgrading your AR-15 and taking it to the next level. Um, taking that, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I talked about taking a budget AR-15 and, and bringing it into premium. Um, as long as you get an acceptable barrel and whatever, it, it's nice to kind of have the basic parts and then be able to customize. I, I just hate to spend so much money on, on, uh, you know, a bunch of parts that are going to end up changing out and upgrading anyway. You know, I right. guess that's what's frustrating. You know, you spend $3,000 and then each part could be a little better. And then right. it's like, well, yeah, now I'm just throwing away that good money. So anyway. So if we're, triggers, if we're out yeah. shopping for our, for our AR-15 and we're looking to, we're looking to spend as little money as possible, but, and then upgrade afterwards, what are we going to be looking for? What's the, what's the bare minimum uh, things that we want in good shape. I mean, we want a, a decent barrel, right? Um, I think the oh, barrel is the big thing you're not changing, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Is I mean, you know, I just, I, I feel like you're spending a lot of money on that and you may as well just buy parts and not buy a completed AR-15 mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if that's something you're planning on replacing. I, I guess that's what, you know, Basically, you're worried about size, um, you know, how long the barrel is, how, you know, the, the twist rate. Um, the, the twist rate is about, like, what what uh, 
type of bullet you're going to be shooting actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's 55 grain or 62 grain. So you think about your purpose. Um, typically, guys are, are doing 55 grain for your target shooting and like that. But the green tip stuff that is more the kind of armor piercing, you know, they, they call it that. That's not really something, uh, you know, that's not really accurate. Right. Doing, right. It's not. Yeah, it's not accurate. That's the bottom line. But so the different twist rates, things like that, you want to make sure it's dialed in basically the way you want it to be. Um, I usually look for like a one in seven twist rate makes me happy. Um, I usually look for something that's in five, five, six. They do have uh two, two, or yeah, two, two, three wild, but it's not, I don't know, which is fine to shoot five, five, six, but it's not designed specifically for five, five, six. And that's where you get into, you know, different things like that. But Bottom line, um, I just posted actually to the group, there's a, a North Carolina company called uh, Bear Creek Arsenal or Bear Creek Armory, one of them. Anyway, puts out a $349 AR-15. And I'm like, man, you know, that's pretty wow. cheap. That, that's a, yeah, that's real a, cheap. A cheap starting. That's entry level if I ever heard, you know. And, right, right. And but what bad. are we sacrificing yeah. if, if we're if we're getting that? What are we, what are we giving up on? You know, what's our, what's our, our weak spots there? Cause if we can get a gun, uh, get a rifle for, for inexpensive like that, are we going to be able to upgrade that into a, into a, a good piece of equipment? Right. Well, that's, that's, so that's one of the things is I think you probably could. Um, one of my, my coworkers actually bought a, a rifle from them, um, and and has actually been pretty happy. Uh, he's you know out at the range, and he didn't upgrade anything. He just kept it the way it is, and and is very content. But I will say, one of the first, I mean, you know, selecting the right optic, I think that that comes in, you know, a, as a big a big change. Um, again, but you're not paying for that when you buy the AR-15. You know, if you're buying a new rifle, it's very rare that it would come with an optic or something like that set up. Um, but after that, as far as the physical AR-15, I do think the trigger is going to be the key to everything. And I've never seen, um, an AR-15, no matter how premium come with better triggers than some of the ones that we've tested out. So I feel like going and putting in an aftermarket trigger is almost going to be a must. Okay. Um, so that's why I wanted to jump in, and, and today is the magic day that we're going to dig in on that. All right. Now, so, now, you did some reviews on, on a few different triggers. Is that right? There are a few different, few different companies um, and a few different styles? So I have like five that are, are we're really kind of putting head-to-head. I also went out and shot and tested a, uh, a, a Geisley two-stage trigger. Um Everything else that we're going to talk about is going to be a single stage trigger. I'm going to explain what that means in just a second here. Uh, I just wanted to have kind of a comparison and and talk about you know the the two and and the feel and and why one might want one over the other. So 
I kind of brought that other in. But otherwise, we're basically comparing five very similar triggers and seeing, you know, or described similarly, although I, I do feel like we had a pretty different outcome with each one. So they're all, right. all kind of unique. Um, so basically, I guess, getting right into it, I mean, what makes an ideal trigger Sadly, it's going to be different for everybody. So I don't think I can say this is going to be the one that's perfect for everybody. Um, right. I went out, I, I grabbed a couple of guys and I had them all shooting and we laid out, you know, the six, six different lowers and I wanted things to be the same. So I ended up, we kept swapping it to actually between two different uppers, but everybody was able to shoot the same trigger with the same upper and it just, we had a second one to kind of keep things moving and, and whatever, but, and that way, so really the trigger was the focus of, you know, the change in the rifle and and that, you know, made it kind of neat. But so there's a couple things, uh, the big thing I know I'm looking for is, is predictable consistency and, and for me, I mean, so believe it or not, you can get a very different trigger pull um, on the same trigger if if it's not quality made. Um, we were seeing a one to two pound range difference in the pull weight um, from cycle to cycle on mil spec triggers. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a big deal. So the same trigger... When you pull it, it might take five pounds of force the first time. It might take six and a half the next time. Might take 4.8, you know, the next time. And it was very inconsistent. So you kind of never knew what you were going to get. Now, to be honest, perceiving that while you're shooting it, not that big a deal. But those are some of the things that are going to kind of push you over the edge. Um, So... Let's, before I even jump into that, let's talk about some of the terms. So when I'm describing things, we're all kind of on the same page. Even if, you know, maybe I'm using the words wrong, maybe, you know, whatever people don't understand. This way we're all, you know, talking about the the same thing. So when it comes to the trigger pull, what I'm looking for is the first thing is they call it pre-travel. So when you start to pull the trigger, that first movement is called the take-up. And until you, you pull the trigger, that that free movement until you hit, they call it the wall. The wall is when you feel resistance before the hammer drops. Mm-hmm. So you haven't shot anything, but you know it, it right up there. The next moment as you pull a little more is going to be the break. And that's that crispness that everybody's, you know, looking for where it just drops the hammer and the bullet flies. Everything's great. Any movement after that is called over travel. And then as you release your finger, you're going to get the, uh, the recoil and it's going to come back. So, those basically couple of movements there is something called creep creep is part of uh part of the take up well so you have take up and then with like a two stage trigger the next bit 
So as you start to actually move the disconnector inside the AR-15, so it's not like loose trigger, it, it's actually moving things, but it hasn't released the hammer. That's going to be creep, that next little bit. But in single stage triggers, that's not a thing. But two stage, that's that extra bit of movement. Um, people mm -hmm. say that can be gritty or smooth, um, something they feel, just that kind of extra resistance. But basically what I'm always looking for is that clean break, a really quick reset as it goes from, you know, all the way back, back to the original position, that reset. And that's what you're after is a clean, crisp break and a really quick reset. So, you know, that's, and then I guess the next thing maybe would be the uh, trigger pull weight. Um, how hard is it to actually pull it back? And so we're going to kind of dig down on all these. Uh, first thing I would say, uh, I was told when I talked to the guys we were out shooting, they were like, oh, well, you got to kind of put a disclaimer of you going in with preconceived ideas, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, things that, you know, you have. So let's, uh, let's talk about which ones and I'll tell you what, what my insights are here. So, we're going to compare the Rise Armament 535, the Midwest Industries Enhanced AR-15 Drop-In Flat Trigger, the Timney 667S, the Timney Impact AR, the Geisley SSAE, which is the Super Enhanced, and the Velocity, uh, Velocity Trigger. So anyway, the, uh, I did have, so I had owned the, the rise armament 535. I had that trigger previously and I actually had the Geisley, um, trigger prior to, to doing this. And I was sure in my mind that nothing was going to be better than the rise armament. I was like, this is the greatest trigger. I've never, you know, shot anything else as crisp as you know that and anybody that i've ever talked to where i brought that gun over they were like that's that's it um the geisley i kind of had a negative uh sour view of uh it's a two-stage trigger and it just it, it's nice for the long range hunter but as far as a combat trigger it's not what it's designed for and i think we're going to talk about that in a minute but you know that, that's where i'm at on that now the other thing i did receive donated triggers and muchly appreciated from velocity from timney and midwest industries they all sent triggers for us to uh you know add to our review here and timney in fact did send two triggers and i had to say but I assure you the donation had no effect on uh, my review. Like I said, I kind of in my mind was like, oh, the Rise Armament is going to be the uh, the winner here. I'm sure that's the way this is going to play out. So I definitely <clears throat> went in with some conceived ideas. But again, right. keep in mind, everything is all perspective and you know how you 
what you're really looking for and how you perceive it. There is no absolutes. All I can tell you is what things I noticed about each one and, you know, where I came up with it. So I guess we, uh, um, let me run down the uh, prices quick. The uh, Rise Armament, and I, w- I just went with MSRP. Absolutely, mm-hmm. if you shop around, you can get some, you know, sale prices and people who have better deals and, and different things. But MSRP, I figured, was an even playing field instead of where I can find the cheapest deal or whatever, you know. Um, All right. Rise Armament came in at 259 So a very expensive pr- trigger in uh, – in my book, um, the uh, velocity trigger sells for uh, 149 to 159 The Geisley ends up coming in at 240 The Timney Impact AR was $134.99. The Timney 667S, uh, it's actually the 75 anniversary series was uh one ninety nine ninety nine and the Midwest Industries is one sixty nine ninety five. And again, these are all MSRP. I am sure, you know, I know with other AR fifteen parts you wait for the right sale and and prices can definitely change. So something to keep in mind. All right. Now all right, so I know there was a little build up. Now we can get into the meat of the uh the deal here. So I had a buddy who's a cop. I had a buddy who is a Iraq war vet and me, a Navy vet who uh, likes to do my uh, little gunsmithing and uh, is am out uh, playing with guns all the time. So uh, I, I do own several AR-15s and have shot many AR-15s in different calibers and, and different things. So we all kind of jumped into it and and uh you know gave it a gave it a good review here so first off let's talk about the geisley the geisley trigger um what what i did is i actually had everybody shoot a uh mil spec ar-15 first and Mm -hmm. so we had this is the baseline let's think of a mil spec trigger as a five out of ten Mm-hmm. And I said, and then you can kind of go from there. And the I said, uh, let's, you know, think about the take up, the the reset, the overall feel, the crisp and the crispness. And so, or I guess the, the feel, just kind of that feeling you get. And then at the end, I had them give an overall rating to the whole trigger. Mm-hmm. Now the guys, so the the other two guys both came in. Believe it or not, for take up, they both gave it a three. Now, what I told everybody is, think of it as a trigger you're reviewing for your battle rifle, for something that you're gonna, you know, go out and and be your shooter for, you know, using it on the job as a policeman over in Iraq or you know, in some, you know, battle where that was the specific purpose, not for, you know, match competition or, you know, something like that. Cause right. 
how you're looking at it is definitely going to affect it. So I have to put that disclaimer out. Geisley does not sell their trigger as a, you know, a, a combat trigger, right? They, they sell a trigger for that, but they didn't want to send me anything. So, you know, whatever. They, they didn't want to weigh in, and at 240 bucks, I wasn't down for buying one after I wasn't that impressed with their other triggers. So, right. you know, whatever. But anyway, they both came in at a three for take-up. Um, I actually gave it a six. I do understand that it's a two-stage trigger. Mm-hmm. And has a feeling, but man, if you're trying to get rounds off quick, it's going to hurt you. It's mm-hmm. gonna hurt you in, you know, in in a battle, I guess. Next is reset. Um, they both came in at a three again. Uh, I again gave it a six. The feel, the overall feel of it, they actually bumped it up to a six at that point. And crispness, even because we were very you know particular about this, they kind of said. You know, it still doesn't break any easier than uh, a, a mil spec trigger. They were both right at five, and overall, they gave it a four. So, mm-hmm. so ultimately, not, wouldn't wouldn't spend a big chunk of money uh, for a combat trigger, right? <laughs> uh, you know, we could dig down on. I, I gotta say, I'm not sure that I would even want it as my long range shooting trigger. Um, I don't think, you know, they always talk about, you want to be surprised when the gun goes off. Right. And I, I watched a lot of uh, uh, videos and, and reviews and, and Bill Geisley is the owner and, and creator of Geisley Triggers um, was talking about it. And he was like, you know, you get the extra safety from having that take up before you shoot. Like you're not accidentally going to pull the trigger. And right. to be honest, after going through all these really light triggers, there is some truth to that. But why is your finger inside the trigger guard if you're not prepared to shoot? Right. And, you know, I, I'll i talk a little bit more about that at the end here. But, I mean, that's something to think about. So, anyway, I don't want to just bore you guys with numbers. But uh, next week we had the uh, velocity trigger. So the take-up. About a six, whereas is what the 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 one guy uh, came in at a six. The the Iraq vet, the cop, came in at a seven, and I actually gave it a nine on yeah. um, take up. It just it was right there. Um, the reset, uh, it was short. There are some that are going to come in shorter. Uh, they again gave it like a four. I I was surprised. Uh, four and a five. I came in at seven. The overall feel velocity trigger was an eight, and that was consistent with all three of us. Um, crisp, crispness, uh, seven. And overall, for the whole trigger, we came up with a uh, a 7.5 is the average there. All right. Um, mid, uh, don't worry. I'm going to kind of give you a, a score and ranking at the end. I'm just so you see what parts, you know, came up shorter or positive on the trigger. I just wanted to run through these numbers. I know they're a little boring. I'm sorry. Work with me. Uh, Midwest Industries, uh, take up 
a, a uh, eight, eight and a half, and a nine. Uh, the last number I give you is always mine. Uh, the reset was a nine, nine, eight. The feel was a four, six, and a seven for Midwest Industries. Um, crispness was seven, seven and a half, and a nine. Overall came in at an eight. Then we have the Rise Armament. And I remember, this is the one I said that I, I really thought was going to come in as the, uh, the winner here. And this thing is not, once compared to the other triggers, did not hold up as it did in my mind. Um, take mm -hmm. up, we actually had an eight, eight and a half, and a nine, which is awesome. Uh, reset, I gave it a two. There actually is a bit of travel coming back. And um, it was actually uh, four, four, and two. The overall feel after shooting the other ones ended up being a one, <laughs> a three, and a two. I mean, that's brutal. Uh, the Christmas, I got a, uh, a, a two and an eight. I, I feel like the Christmas was there. Um, I had a two, three, and an eight. Sorry. The overall for the uh, Rise Armament was a four, a six, and a seven. So I guess that'll weigh in about a six. Um, I believe one of the descriptors from uh, uh, my Iraq vet buddy there was heavy as a brick. Now, mm, there's right. something to that. So we'll, we'll get into that in a second. I'm going to expand on that one. Now, next one, the last two are, are the two Timney triggers. Now, mm -hmm. there's the Timney AR, which the, the full name is the uh, Timney Impact AR three-pound trigger. This thing came in at a 999 for take-up, 998.5 for reset, 9 and a 10 for, for feel, Nine, nine, nine and a half for Christmas, and overall um, came in at a nine. Um, and then last but not least, this is the more premium Tim Knee trigger, the 667S. Now this, it's weird. Uh, one of the guys gave it actually a three for take up. Now here's, but here's the explanation. The guy said there's zero take up and that actually kind of frightened him to like mm. there's nothing. It just happens. And it was such right. a light trigger that it just was like, I can't even stop myself. So right. not take up. So don't, he was rating the take up as a three because he didn't like the way it because was. Because there's no take not up. Because there's too much take up. Right. So right. understand that. Whereas I actually, you know, the other guy gave it an eight. I gave it a 10. That is right mm -hmm. there. The reset, everybody across the board said the reset was a 10. That they couldn't believe how little movement there was. And mm -hmm. the, uh, the feel is a nine across the board. The Christmas, mm -hmm. we had eight and a half, nine, and ten. The overall, we're going to say nine and a half. So basically, the rundown is we had 
the rise armament. Actually, we have the Geisley at the bottom. Uh, right, so number right. Ranked six. at four there. Yeah. The that was the two-stage trigger. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, it's not what they describe it to be as a combat trigger. So, you know, understand that. I'm not trying to just dump on Geisley. Um, the Rise Armament came in at number five. I think Velocity Trigger, a very solid trigger. But again, these are my takes. Um, the Velocity Trigger came in at number four. The Midwest Industries, number three. And now for me, now this is weird. We disagreed, me and some of the guys. To me, the Timney 667S came in at number two. And the Timney AR, Impact AR, came in at number one. And the Impact AR, I believe, is the cheapest trigger on the entire list. So that's like, damn. Um, Now, when we were done shooting, I could not decide between the Impact AR and the Timney 667S. And after everybody left, I went out and I put 300 rounds through each one. Um, And I actually, the way I described it to people afterward when I've been talking to people all week about this is the, the Timney 667S was actually too good. And, and now work with me. It just, this thing, there is no trigger. I've never in my life had a trigger that I could be as fast as I could with the 667S. Mm. This trigger was unbelievable for that. However, like the one guy said with, oh, there's no take up and it just goes off. Mm-hmm. With shooting a couple hundred rounds, one time I actually fired and I fired again a second shot like immediately after. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was like a double tap and it was unintentional. And it was that, that tiny bit was what pushed me over to the edge to giving it to the, the one step down. You know, and that's, right. again, that's a preference. You know, my Iraq buddy was like, hey, no, this is freaking exactly where I want to be. And this is the winner for me. Um, Midwest Industries came in. There's a solid overall trigger. Excellent. Excellent choice. Um, was also, you know, right up there. And like I said, I mean, I, I could have gone kind of either way on those, those, you know, from the Timney to the Midwest, there was not a dramatic, you know, change between the two. Um, the, uh, let's see what else. The, uh, the, uh, the velocity trigger. The velocity trigger is a solid overall trigger. Um, again, it it really depends. Like honestly, if you're kind of afraid of the the almost too light, you know, like I was saying, the the Midwest Industries and the Velocity are are like right there behind it, where it's not quite as light. Um, I think 
like overall the Midwest had had a little better reset. It felt a little, just a little more um, where I wanted to be than the velocity trigger did. Mm-hmm. The the crispness, right. I'll give it like a, a slight edge too. It just, you know, it, it came out a little more. But yeah, I gotta say, I was blown away by you know the Timney trigger. But I mean, I so appreciate these guys sending us triggers and and giving us the opportunity to review them. And I gotta say, these guys are all light years ahead of you know where a mil spec trigger is. And I mm-hmm. absolutely think, you know, you're moving, you know, into a whole new level when you put any one of these triggers. Now, I will say for velocity triggers, they have mm-hmm. a, a detachable base. So the actual trigger, the piece that you touch mm-hmm. is interchangeable and nobody looks cooler than the velocity triggers. They're pretty freaking awesome. Actually, Rise Armament look pretty good too. But the velocity, mm-hmm. you can just spend like 10, 15 bucks and interchange the bottoms and they uh-huh. make for a badass looking AR-15. And I got to say, they do come in, you know, at, you know, a very superior trigger compared to mil spec. And so, you know, again, all these things weigh in and hopefully you can take these things and decide. Now, let me go back. I, I went back into the shop after I put all these triggers in and I put I checked the uh, pull weight. Um, the uh, Timney Impact AR says on, on the trigger it comes in at three pounds. Uh, with my tester, it, it did say three and a half, although I have read in a million different reviews and, and talked to people and they basically tell me they start out a tiny bit heavy and end up, you know, kind of getting into the groove, like settling in after a couple hundred shots. So a half pound, it was consistent. I, it was awesome. The uh, 667S came in at a true three pounds, exactly what it said it would. Um, Midwest Industries. Three and a half pounds is what it said, and three and a half pounds is what it was. The uh, the Geisley, the first stage was a it wasn't even consistent. It was between two two and a half, and then the second stage was an additional uh, like one to one point three pounds. So a total pull weight of between two point nine and three point eight. Um, the velocity trigger. Um, came in at 3.45 that uh, said it was a three pound trigger. The, which again, that break in that, that fits, you know, that's, that's exactly what I expected. The, let me see. Um, the rise armament, sorry. They brag that it's a three and a half pound trigger and now this is this is what's wacky, and I think why the guy said it was a brick compared to the others. So all the other triggers you're talking about three, three and a half pounds. The Rise Armament mine came in at six pounds. Oh yeah, um, I found that shocking. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I mean, it it didn't surprise me from what I felt with my finger, but it surprised right. me with what they describe it as. 
So I was like, all right, I must have got a defective one or something must be messed up. I went to one of my buddies who has the same trigger and I gave him my, my pull tester and I said, take this home and tell me what you think. He had two lower model rise armament triggers and the RA535. The lower model ones all tested right on with their pull weight. The rise armament was also at like 5.2 pounds or something and was significantly mm. higher than advertised. Um, I think rise would probably have a real good shot at moving a lot closer to the top. Had their pull weight been anywhere closer to where they describe it. But mm-hmm. for two people, we bought them at least a year apart from each other. And we were both dramatically over pull weight. Both had been at least through 500 rounds. And I don't know. I, I don't know what happened there and where they come off with that. But I got to say, guys, all these triggers were a dramatic step up, though, from mil spec. Um, like I said, the velocity trigger looks great. It felt good. Midwest is an excellent, solid trigger, trigger and was right up there with uh, Timney, you know, just on the edge of, of getting into that level. Um, but the Timney triggers, like I said, it, it kind of depends on your feel and what you want. Like I said, you want sturdy, rugged, but nice, crisp break and excellent feel and, and you know, great trigger weight. Uh Man, there there are just so many great choices out there, guys. But I got to say, for me, the Timney Impact AR, uh, I actually uh, just uh, filled out the uh, paperwork and and actually got back results. Uh, I just got a uh, short barrel rifle approved, and and I had a suppressor for it. I'm just putting together that gun this weekend, and I'm excited about it. And I got to say that Tim, Timney Impact AR is going in there. But uh, that other Timney's, actually all these, I put all these triggers all day. I ripped out every mil spec trigger I had and, and moved these into position. And I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I want to get out. I'm going to probably get out later today with the Timney Impact AR and uh, and and throw another couple hundred rounds with it. it it's I'm super psyched on it. So that's what I got about triggers. I know it can be a little boring, but I got to say it's scary to spend two to three hundred dollars um, on a trigger. You know, either way, you're definitely over a hundred dollars. Right, and right. Especially. Uh, kind of money, you don't know. You don't right. know what's right. You can never feel. Um, so I was hoping I could give you guys some insight, tell you what I thought. Um, give you my take. I tried to give you, you know, where I'm coming from on those. You can decide, you know, maybe the reset and how fast it is. Uh, that's what I was going to say too, that Timney uh, 667S, that thing, I have a Franklin binary trigger. And I got to say, I am almost as fast with the 667 as I am with the binary trigger. Because mm. the binary trigger better you know we the guy described it as a brick that thing in its single stage is a mil spec trigger it's in no way any better 
it's almost makes me reluctant to keep it in one of my go-to guns because it's like, well, you know, and when I realized I could be that fast with the Timney triggers, it mm-hmm. blew me away. I got to say, with any of these triggers, you really step up your game where you realize full auto and, and binary, it's not even it's not even going to be a factor. You mm-hmm. can throw as much lead in, as fast as you want to with any of these triggers where, you know, it's not going to matter. You know, if you go from, I would say, you know, definitely the top three, the Midwest, the two Timneys, but even, you know, the velocity trigger in there, you put those head to head against, you know, full auto. I feel like, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to say that it's the same as full auto and whatever I'm saying your effectiveness out on the range and back and forth. I know with any, uh, you know, triggers I had in the military shooting full auto, then when I go back to, you know, single shot, I have junk. And I got to say, I would rather have a nice, crisp, quality, clean trigger than the option of full auto and junk. That's what I'm trying right. to, you know, throw out I got there. You. you just want, you know, quality. But anyway... Probably those of you who are not obsessed with AR-15s probably had to suffer through a little bit on that episode. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I was I was just talking to somebody at work, and I was like, yeah, you know, I can be a bit of an asshole, and maybe I bored you guys with that. I don't know. But and they were, I was like, you know, but if I'm not the asshole, then who would be? And the guy like looked at me and he's like, you know where we work? He's like, you don't have to be the asshole. There's like hundreds of them here. And I'm like, oh. yeah, we're all assholes here. It's assholes all, all the assholes. way down. Assholes all around. So, you know, that, that's what I can give you. Um, what I did do is uh, I, I put together a, uh, a YouTube video. I'm going to try and get it out. Um, hopefully by the time, this airs, it should be on the Prepping Badass YouTube channel. You should head over there and subscribe anyway, because either way, if I haven't dropped it yet, I'll be dropping it in the next couple of days, and you guys will be able to uh, you know, make sure you get it and don't miss it, um, where I am going to talk about these triggers some more and uh, go into depth, maybe show you, some, show you how pretty they are. One of the cool things with uh, these triggers is the way you go they go in they actually you'll have the the trigger and the hammer pin you put in the two pins and every one of them has like little set screws that kind of brace the whole like drop in trigger to the bottom of the uh lower receiver to keep any movement and it just really adds to that crispness and i gotta say drop in triggers are freaking awesome um they're not necessarily easier to put in. I know you would think, oh, it's a square box. You just drop it in. You don't have to align springs or do anything. But I felt like they almost came with as many difficulties as the other, you know, as far as the install. And that was across the board. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely the results that you get, I'll take it all day long. Um, these triggers are great. And, uh, you know, like I said, Definitely the first part 
the first place that I would start with upgrading uh, my AR-15. So I really, uh, you know, I would recommend it all day and twice on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. but now, Kevin, you said all you right. had some concerns about the world or? Uh, well, I was just uh, looking, It's this is just coming out. Uh, there's been some uh, some issues. Some senators have come out and said that, uh, believe it or not, the CIA is illegally spying on Americans again. Now, I know we are, uh, we uh, all as a country have been shitting on Snowden, but it seems like, uh, you know, we need a few more of them, those types of guys in, in there. Because, uh, you know, whatever the CIA does, uh, it's in secret and nobody knows yeah. when they're fucking around and being assholes unless somebody speaks up. And apparently nobody ever does speak up because they're all scared of uh, getting this, the skeletons out of their closet by uh, the CIA. So um, I feel like I wouldn't want to make enemies with the CIA. Right, right. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to uh, disparage them in any way. And especially if you're a Senator and have something to lose. Um so it did take a couple of a little bit of courage by these uh, from these senators to to speak out about it, but they also didn't didn't say anything specifically about what they're talking about. So maybe they're still hedging their bets a little bit, um, trying not to get in too much trouble. Uh, but I think over the next uh, few weeks, I think a little bit more of this is going to come out, and we'll see we'll see what's going on. So we'll just put a pin in that one and come back to it when we get a little bit more information. It's still kind of still kind of new information and it's kind of just dripping out a little bit at a time. So we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. We go into a more corrupt world is where we go. Um, that's the secret. But now it's funny because my wife was just saying, she was like, you know, is it even possible for you to look at the world and not think that, you know, it's some big global conspiracy to take down the little man and whatever? And and I'm like, no, I, I don't think it is. I mean, I'm not blind, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, take it take it for with a grain of salt because Chuck and I are both a little bit fucking crazy when it comes to this sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't trust these motherfuckers and neither should you. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I will throw a uh, small uh, a bone to the ATF here. Uh, as much as I hate tax stamps, I think that's all bullshit, and I shouldn't have to pay to have a short rifle or a suppressor or things like that and all that. Um, after waiting six or seven months for a uh, suppressor tax stamp and how much of a pain in the ass that was, they finally came out with uh, e-forms. Turns out they invented something called the internet, and they okay. just told the ATF about it about three months ago. They discovered it. Now I think they might still be using DOS to set up the program, All right. but because <laughs> it was a little rough. I mean, it was like you know, there's no like you know, it it was bad. All right, the website was very simple um but that said i only took 11 days from filling it out to getting a tax stamp and that's pretty fucking awesome that's a lot better than it was shit 
That's a lot better than it was. 11 days to six months. And that was using uh, the new ATFE forms. So I just want to put that out there. They are moving in the right direction. Um, I do see a lot of videos on the internet where they're talking about um, coming after the uh, 80% lowers. Uh, I think they are saying that in June, they're going to announce that you can't build 80% lowers. They're now guns also. Um, mm-hmm. It's is what they're they're talking about. I, I I don't understand how they're going to be like. Yeah, a block of aluminum is a gun. Yeah, that right. sounds like maybe a stretch to me. But you know, oh, well, you had the intent to take that piece of aluminum and make it a gun. Yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like a bit hard. of a stretch, and it seems like they're trying oh. to work that out though. Um, yeah, they get freaked out by these. Uh, these firearms that they they can't regulate but i little like insight in my opinion anyway is uh anybody with any kind of smithing skill can build a rudimentary build a rudimentary gun in their basement you know it's not right uh the technology is out there it's not like a a secret anymore you know this isn't nuclear fusion this is uh you know it's basic basic mechanics and anybody can build a, a shitty gun in their basement. Uh, yes. Just little little news for for everybody out there that's concerned about uh, banning such and such. It's not that that hard to do. That that sounds about right. Um, there's also rumors that in August um, they plan on having an announcement on uh, possibly uh, pistol braces for AR-15s. Uh, basically, that's when. Pretty much any way that you can make your AR-15 a uh, pistol. Uh, basically, they want to make every AR-15 either a short barrel rifle or a rifle. So if you wanted anything less than 16 inches, you're probably looking at a tax stamp. Um, I know when I posted uh, in the group that I, I got a uh, tax stamp for a short barrel rifle, a lot of the guys were like, why aren't you just using it as a pistol? You're dumb. Well, one, pistols are a little more of a headache. But uh, two, now I got no problems. That's all I can tell you. Um, But that's about it. So you have questions, concerns, thoughts, want to know about triggers, where to find them. Um, I am going to put links to the companies in the show notes. Uh, Like I said, I really appreciate Timney Triggers. Velocity Triggers and Midwest Industries for uh, hooking us up with some great triggers to test. They were all excellent, and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, I wish everybody could be right at the top, but I guess I can only have you know my opinions. And like I said, everybody, they all were great. And uh, you know, you do you. You know, that's it. You find the one that's right out, right out. Yeah right for what you're looking for. So questions, concerns, comments, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. You want some prepping badass gear? You might want to head over to preppingbadass.com. And if uh, you guys enjoyed the show and you like what you hear, you want to hear more of it, you can leave a review at iTunes, uh, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever the hell it is that you're downloading this podcast, leave us a review. Let people know what you think. Um, 
I know one of the more recent ones on iTunes said that I should let Kevin talk. I guess if that's something you guys are interested in. Um, this wasn't the episode, if that was you. But, you know, hey, maybe. Kevin, do you have anything you want to say? No, that's it. Uh, I would love to have, have some more reviews, though. Um, you know, it helps us get up a little bit higher in the rankings. So that's uh, definitely a plus for us. Um, so let us know what you think. Uh, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, we always reply to the emails, whether it's, you know, might, might be a week or two after you send it in, but we always that, do eventually get around to it. Uh, any Anybody that's got some ideas for some shows, let us know. Um, we're going to be... Uh, we're gonna be uh, going over a couple of uh, couple of new topics in the next uh, week or so, but we still have uh, some room. So uh, send us any ideas you got. With that, stay safe. We'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.